Do babies have a natural instinct to sleep? Getting a better understanding of what my partner needed and what my children really needed, that's made a huge difference. Yes, yeah. otherwise I can get a little bit overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, I think lots of parents can relate yeah. to that. You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt. When I speak about nutrition on this show, it's almost always in relation to our kids. Most parents think carefully about what we're feeding our children. I'm not sure we spend as much time thinking about what we put in our own mouths. Julie Sladden is a medical practitioner from the Nutritional Therapy Association, and she wants parents to think about what they eat. She's on the phone now from Tasmania. Hi, Julie. How are you? I'm good, thanks, Siobhan. How are you? Good, thank you. You've been a doctor worked in psychiatry and then in emergency departments, but your interest in nutrition comes from a very personal experience, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Um, And it's certainly not one I would have chosen for myself, but oh my goodness, you know, what what a journey it's been and how much I've learned from it as well. Um, I was uh, diagnosed with breast cancer at the age of 39 after always priding myself on healthy eating and exercising and doing everything within the guidelines and never smoking and I didn't have a family history either so it took me quite by surprise and then on top of that very soon afterwards I I developed an autoimmune condition and I just was getting sicker and sicker and ended up on about 15 medications just to control all the symptoms and side effects of the other medications and it it wasn't a happy time and it wasn't a pretty picture that's for sure but um, it got to the point where I really um, just thought this isn't you know this is ridiculous I've got to see if there's something else that I can do and I started delving into the literature around nutrition and you know some of the stuff I learned there really blew my mind and some by the changes that I've made over the last well it's been five years now um, nearly six that you know I've actually managed to get things largely under control and uh, you know I'm completely different person my diet is completely different from the way I used to eat before even though before I used to think I was eating reasonably healthy Mm. I imagine you've seen a lot of parents in your time in the different places you've worked and you're a parent yourself it's very easy to be preoccupied with our kids and what they're eating isn't it Oh, absolutely. I mean, as a parent, you know, we we always put our kids' needs first. We make sure that, you know, what we're feeding them is the best that we can at the time. And, um, you know, often we think of ourselves last. I mean, you're lucky if you get to eat their leftovers. So, and I've been there. It's still fresh in my mind. I still still go there sometimes. (laughs) And I get, I mean, (laughs) as you mentioned, you, you were eating pretty well before you fell ill. And obviously we, you don't, you, I'm imagining, don't want people to go through that experience before they start eating better. What kind of difference can it make to parents if they um, are really careful about what they eat? I think it can make a huge difference. I mean, parenting in and of itself is probably the toughest job that I've ever done in my life. (laughs) (laughs) I really mean that. Um, It's like running a marathon, but without any fuel stops or rest stations uh, you know That's nobody true. tells you how hard <laughs> it's going to be and I mean my my actual um my sister is a dietitian as well and she taught me a lot of things and I remember her saying to me she has three young children she said you know I am like a high performance athlete and I have to nourish my body 
like that so I can get through the day. And I thought that's a really great analogy to think of yourself. You are a high-performance athlete if you are a parent of young children. So it's really important you pay attention because, you know, these these are actually years of your life. They're stressful, you're sleep-deprived, um, and you don't want to add to that as well with like a poor diet and you want to make sure that you're getting the best bang for your buck out of the food that you're eating and that requires a little bit of planning and just a little bit of you know knowledge too about what foods are going to be most nutrient dense and will suit you best. You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Julie Sladden. She's a medical practitioner from the Nutritional Therapy Association. Um, And we're talking about why parents need to think about what they eat, given we are looking after kids. And Julie was just mentioning that we're like high-performance athletes, which I like the sound of that. may not have the figure of a high-performance athlete, but yes, we are doing the work. Um, Julie, I'd love to ask you for some practical suggestions, given that, you know, parents can be really busy. Um, can I throw you some typical foods that parents might eat and you Absolutely. maybe suggest an alternative? Cool. Okay, we'll see what we come up with. <laughs> okay. My first one is cereal because um, that can be the easiest thing to eat for breakfast but often is quite um, laden with sugar. What's a better choice for that one? Absolutely. And, and cereal, one of the problems with cereal is it's quite, yeah, quite laden with sugar but it's a high-carbohydrate kind of start to your day so you can pretty much guarantee set your watch to the fact that you're going to be hungry again in one or two hours' time. So you want to be putting in the foods there that are going to give you a little bit more um, energy over a longer period of time. So they're going to have to have higher levels of protein and fat in it, you know, and, and fat is actually really good for our bodies and we've got a lot of evidence now about that. So some suggestions on replacing the cereal. I'm thinking of sort of quicker things, um, uh, keeping some boiled eggs in the fridge, um, Getting, keeping avocados, um, you know, at various degrees of ripeness, you know, in your fruit bowl, cutting them in half and sprinkling, sprinkling it with ham and cheese and sticking it under the grill. Oh, that sounds good. Uh, yeah. Um, I've just recently come across a really simple recipe for, um, they're called egg and bacon muffins and I make these like the, the afternoon before or whatever and you just simply put, um, you line a muffin pan with some, um, bacon, stick an egg in it and a couple of, oh, couple of spinach leaves if you want stick them in the oven cook for 20 minutes and they are there ready to go the next day they're a really good snatch and grab kind of meal and I mean I fire down a couple of those I'm not hungry then again until lunchtime so okay. if you don't like eggs you've got um, options like last night's leftovers believe it or not are often a really good place to start especially if you've had something like you know a slow cooked stew or you know some some meat and veggies they're actually you know, you, no preparation time at all virtually, but will give you that ratio of, you know, fats and proteins and less of that carbohydrate surge, which is going to leave you feeling hungry in about two or three hours' time. Okay, let's talk about one of my favourites. What about <laughs> a piece of banana bread for morning tea? Oh, delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to have to switch you on that one. And I was thinking, you know, maybe some, I keep lettuce leaf wraps um, lettuce leaves in the fridge and you can wrap some chicken in there or some ham and cheese and tomatoes and basically they're just mini wraps that you can take with you and just shove in your mouth as, you, as you're going out the door. <laughs> Although I would encourage people that, you know, even if we can sit down and eat for 10 or 15 minutes, 
you know, our digestion works so much better, which means if you're digesting your food better, you actually get those nutrients in a little bit better. And when you think about that in the context of our kids, you know, what we're trying to do is we're trying to teach them. They're like sponges, aren't they? Mm. So they learn by example. So even if we can sit down for even just two or three minutes while we're eating that food, they're getting that habit you know, as well, just to sit down while you eat your breakfast and then before you have to rush out the door and start the day. Yeah. Um, And look, finally, just in terms of afternoon snacks, what about, (laughs) what can we swap out for a packet of chips? A packet of chips? Well, I'm thinking that, you know, if you'd sort of gone with those higher protein and higher fat, you know, meal options earlier in the day, hopefully you won't feel like snacking quite so much. But it does happen. Um, And I often keep um, nuts in my car. You know, mixed nuts, they're great. You know, a mixture of um, nuts and seeds. The other thing is um, like a coconut yogurt with some nuts, seeds and berries are a great sort of afternoon snack and it'll give you that balance of, you know, healthy fats and proteins and, you know, that, that'll, make, that'll keep you going until dinner time then. Well, there were some great suggestions, Julie. I'll, I'll definitely avoid the chips this afternoon. Thank you so much for, <laughs> co- for speaking with us. Thank you so much for having me, Siobhan. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Julie. That's Julie Sladden. She's a medical practitioner and nutritionist from Nutritional Therapy Association. You've been listening to Kindling Conversation. If you enjoyed it, there's plenty more where that came from. Find other stories and interviews at our website. Just head to kindling.com.au.